Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode. That's right, I can keep track when there's been only three of Johnny Townsend's Horde movie reviews, in which I review horror films, a thing that I would never, ever watch, uh, by only watching the trailer. And I just assume that I'm right, which is pretty much how I live my life normally anyway, on anything else. So, uh, I've already reviewed uh, Jason X, a classic, also Leprechaun, another classic, and today, we, and by we, I mean me, because... (laughs) Let's face it, I'm doing on the heavy lifting. Uh, I'm reviewing Oculus? Oculus? Oculus. I'm going to assume I'm pronouncing that correctly. Like I said before, I assume that I'm right, and I'm assuming I'm right on this. Hello again. You must be hungry. Tim is a healthy adult who represents no danger to himself or anyone else. And I believe he should be discharged. Hey, little brother. I found it. What do you mean? We only have a few days. A few days for what? To keep our promise and kill it. My name is Kaylee Ann Russell. The purpose of today's experiment is to prove that the object behind me is responsible for at least 45 deaths in the four centuries of its recorded existence. We got a new home, so we get new furniture. It's a bit ostentatious, though, don't you think? Hey, Dad, who's that lady in your office today? What lady? We were just kids. We made up a scary story so we wouldn't have to accept the fact that our father was a sick man who killed our mom. Why don't we just end it right now and smash the damn thing? First, I intend to prove that the people I've just described were victims of the supernatural force that resides in that mirror. You want to redeem the family name? You promised me you'd never forget what really happened. I was 10 years old. Betty? Tim? Tim. Snap out of it! This movie is, first of all, uh, brilliant. It's a brilliant movie about a Mira or a Miro. I don't know where you're from and how you pronounce that, but it, you know it doesn't matter. Uh, this woman comes in contact with this Miro, and uh, she notices right away it's not like other Miros. I mean, it's just not. It's it looks older. It's got this vibe about. It. It's got this uh, uh, this certain uh, 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 charisma about this Miro. And uh, at first, she's like, "Oh, this thing's really nice. It's an antique." 
I bet it's worth some money. I can, uh, I can retire with this thing. But soon, and I do mean soon, some things start to go uh, adrift. Things start to uh, get torn asunder slowly but surely. Uh, I mean, they even show it in the trailer at the very first. She goes to grab an apple, right? And she goes, I'm going to eat this apple. But she has placed this apple right next to a light bulb. I mean, what a klutz, am I right? If you're not going to look at what you're going to grab, you're going to grab the wrong thing. It happens all the time. One time, I was going to brush my teeth, but I'd put the Neosporin where I usually put the toothpaste. And let's just say, <laughs> that's the healthiest my mouth had ever been. Now, uh, the one thing about this mirror row is it does more than just uh, show your reflection. It's evil. It is truly evil. It's the epitome of what evil is. If you look up the definition of evil, you'll see... Uh, this mirror row staring back at you, showing your inner self. I guess maybe that's what the main message of this film is, but that's uh, that's a spoiler alert for the end of this film. Now, uh, so this woman, with the help of this younger guy who had uh, some sort of history of of uh, problems, let's say, let's say he had a rough, he's had a rough life. He's gotten into a lot of trouble with with the law. He's sort of like uh, if uh, he was Smokey and the Bandit, except for uh, he's just a bandit and he doesn't have a cool car or a cool mustache. I mean, he's just kind of a normal looking kid, that kind of thing. But okay, so he's nothing like Smokey and the Bandit, but stay with me here. He uh, he goes and he's going to decide to help. I mean, let's be let's be just be obvious. Let's get this out of the way. They're they're kind of into each other, him and this woman, and that's that really helps to propel the romantic part of this film. You got to have romanticisms uh, if you want to uh, get everyone involved with this. You got to add some stakes to this, some uh, sirloin stakes to this whole situation. And that's what they do. And that's what they do. So they trace back uh, that this Miro has somehow been connected to, like, a lot of murders. I mean, a lot of murders. If you get in contact with this Miro, you're pretty much, uh, you know, you've either killed somebody or been killed or something like that. It's not fun. Okay? It's not a fun thing. Uh, <coughs> so... They track it back to this family who there's a all that's left is a is a dad uh, and uh, and two kids because the wife uh, disappeared right she's gone and they assumed that the dad killed her and that they had they had no idea that the mirror was connected the kids didn't they just they just knew that their dad had done this terrible terrible horrible thing ah. Or has he? Because the mirror row has another ability. Not only can it make you accidentally eat light bulbs, which is its main thing. I mean, there's a lot of light bulbs that are ingested in this film. So if you can't handle somebody eating a light bulb, don't go see this movie. Because it happens uh, at least 15 times per my estimation. So every five minutes, there's a light bulb being eaten. Uh, if you can't handle that, then... I'm sorry, but besides that power, this mirror row can also uh, take over a person. Like it can get into their soul and turn them evil. And the in the movie trailer even says <clears throat> it can make you see what it wants you to see, and that's very true. 
if it wants you to see, you know, it's like in the, uh, <clears throat> you know, in the cartoons when uh, there's like two characters, right? And they're stranded and they're, and they've been out in the dry air and they're thirsty or they're hungry because they haven't eaten or drinking anything in days and days and days. And they look at the other person and they magically turn into like pork chops right before their eyes. It's that sort of thing. This thing just makes you see uh, pork chops everywhere or light bulbs, which is its version of pork chops, apparently, because you're just eating those left and right. With, with no mustard or any sort of condiment, by the way. Just eat those things plain and raw. I don't, I don't get it. So, so uh, it could take over a body, um, and that's what it did with the mom. I mean, there, there's flashbacks during this thing. Uh, when his family got this mirror, mirror row, it, they had mis- uh, the mom had found it in a antique store and was like, "Oh, this is great! We're gonna bring it back." That's exactly how she sounds, by the way. Uh, we're gonna roll this scene right now. This is a scene from Oculus. Hey, I bought this mirror for the family. Yeah, on this mirror row. Uh, we're going to put it right here in this room where it's like the main thing for the mirror row. You can come here and look at it and do your hair and go, hey, what do I look like? Oh, okay. Thank you. That was a scene from Oculus. Uh, so she does that. And soon the hijinks, as they say, uh, ensue. <clears throat> right away. I mean, literally right away. This mirror row takes over the mom like it's like okay i'm moving in lady and does so at its whim at its earliest convenience and the dad notices something's off about this lady right away she's a little more tense uh she's more quick to anger she's not herself she's not her usually bubbly uh going to antique store self so she decides <clears throat> that she's going to do something evil because the mirror is evil and the mirror said you do something evil so she's like I'm, I'm going to do something evil and that evil thing would be of course to really hurt her family so that's what she wants to do the dad's like eh, eh, I ain't taking none of this I gotta protect my kids uh, and uh, I'm going to do what I can so uh, he goes. they get into a fight right so she has like a giant knife or some sort of weapon or something something sharp that looks really good on a camera and uh, they fight. There's a scuffle, and uh, he knocks the knife away. And when he went, and he when he when he went to grab it, that's the perfect English right there. I am uh, a professional podcaster. And when he went to grab it, uh, he turns around and she's gone. She's done and uh, disappeared. She's not there anymore, and she's never seen again. But the truth of it is, she was sucked into the mirror row. When the mirror row thinks you failed it, it just sucks you into its world, which is like an alternate reality. And the reason I know this is because every once in a while, every uh, so often, way less than the times that people eat light bulbs, a strange lady appears. She looks exactly like uh, that lady. When they want to do a scary lady in any movie, they all look like the lady from The Ring. Every time, and this is another one of those. Hey, it gets it gets that actress work, so I'm all for it. But you know, change it up a little bit, people. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's who shows up. That's the you think at first that that's the most evil uh, thing ever is that woman. She's the mirror, right? If the mirror had a life, it was that scary looking lady. But actually, nah. The big twist, the big twist, is that uh, she's there. To try to warn people of this mirror row. She's trapped inside it. and But she somehow found a way. 
to, for small, short bursts of time, uh, appear on the other side into our reality to try to warn people of this mirror, mirror, and not to go near this dastardly thing. And the kids figure this out, the, the grown-up kids, and the lady who starts out the movie. I think she's the same woman who was in the newest Jumanji, if I'm thinking right. That's who she looked like. And, uh, so she's, so she and that uh, young guy, the young, uh, troubled guy, uh, uh, and the dad are all kind of trapped in this house at one point. This is toward the end of the motion picture that you are witnessing. And, uh, it's, it's like the most pivotal point of the film. The woman is there. She's already eaten four light bulbs at this point, so... Uh, it's kind of part of her uh, routine diet by this moment. And she's there. And this is not the, may I add, this is also not the new, uh, the twisty light bulbs that the government's been wanting you to get. This is the old school 40 watt light bulbs that you eat. So I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but this mirror row has stated that it's got to be the old school. Like I got an idea type of looking light bulb. Those things up bing, above your head, those things. And uh, so <coughs> she's... Uh, she gets separated from the rest of them. And she's in that room all by herself with the mirror. And uh, she's about to destroy it, right? She's about to overcome all this evil. When all of a sudden, out of the corner of her eye, she spots the most amazing thing. And that's a whole pile of those light bulbs. And she is starving. So she can either crush this mirror right here now and end all this. Or she can go and have a, a buffet. Uh, of light bulbs as she wishes. She starts to head towards the light bulbs, right? And then that's when you hear it. I can't do a very good musical reference of what I'm trying to do, but the point is that Stone Cold Steve Austin's music. He's kicking out through the mirror from the other side and comes out and just stuns the mirror right there. He just gives it a stunner right there. That's right. This whole time, this movie uh, was brought to you by the WWE. And that's why, uh, out of nowhere, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes in, like always, and saves the day. He saves her. He saves all the kids. All the people who were sucked into the mirror row come uh, gushing out of it. And they come from all uh, decades and eras, too. So you got everybody from, like, a, an Aristocat from the... Or Aristocrat? I like Aristocat better. Great film. A great animated movie. Go see it. Aristocats. Uh, Disney. Thank you for that one. Uh, and uh, and all these things come coming out of this mirror. Row. You got the... You got the the people with the old ruffles. They would wear those old things, and and uh, anything and ruffle potato chips and Mark Ruffalo. All these ruffle type things come out of this mirror row. Uh, like uh, everybody from every era uh, you can think of, from the '60s to the 1500s to the 1700s to all these uh, decades. So this room is just filled to the brim with people now, and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is there standing tall. And he's grateful uh, that he can get out and save everybody. Everybody comes into the room and they thank him for saving their lives. And they're just so grateful. And everybody's crying and relieved as this mirror row is slowly disappearing. And all the shattered pieces are are uh, fading away somehow into the ether, or ether of the floor. 
and uh, he's getting graduate. He's getting uh, congratulated and thanked for his his work for how great that stunner looked, uh, for his um, amazing microphone skills, uh, for the fact that he flipped the mirror off before he gave it the stunner. Uh, you know that's but that's they shouldn't thank him for that. That's just Steve being Steve, really. And uh, then that's when it happens. This movie doesn't just end there. There is a cliffhanger. That's right. I said it here. Uh, there's going to be a sequel to this film. And I know this because this film ends with none other than Vincent Kennedy McMahon walking to the room and looking at Stone Cold Steve Austin and saying, You're fired! And fires him right then and there. Fires him from his job. And now he's uh, poor. After been stuck in this mirror for 10 years, uh, he gets fired. What a rap, huh? What a rap. So... Uh, after the, it goes a little fast forward from there, you don't see anything else with the, anything WWE after that. They only wanted to show a little part of them. Uh, and that was the part you get to see as I'm saving a day and uh, fast forward. And, uh, the guy and the girl, of course, they end up getting together for a short period of time. Uh, they don't want to show everything because there's going to be a sequel. Uh, the dad is cleared of all the charges that he had faced and he's no longer seeing things that aren't there. Um, the woman keeps eating light bulbs because she kind of likes it, but, uh, now she eats them in smaller chunks. So it's way more digestible. She learned her lesson. You got to slow down. And everybody that was, uh, pushed forth into the world after being sucked into that mirror row, uh, they go about trying to live their lives. They really do. Even Mark Ruffalo, who gets a job as the Hulk. So everything turns out pretty great. Uh, so that is the Oculus in a, uh, I want to say light bulb, but it's the saying is nightshell. Nightshell? No, it's not. It's nutshell. That's how great I am at this. I don't write anything down when I'm doing these, as you can probably tell. Uh, let's talk about the acting, right? The acting is impeccable. The best part, of course, is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's quick uh, little... Uh, part there. He's not in the movie more than 10 minutes. It's probably less than that. And uh, he makes the most of his scenery. He just chews it up like that lady chews light bulbs and just takes care of business. And he really stands out. Uh, so the acting is getting... Uh, is getting mwah, 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 mwah. You can't see me because this is an audio uh, you know, type of thing that you consume. But I'm doing that thing where like, if you make something good, you go mwah, with your fingers to your mouth. Mwah. That's that's how the acting is in this film. If you had to ask, if you had to ask me, and I don't know why you would have to ask me, but if you had to, uh, how I would describe the acting? It'd be mwah, okay. Special effects. Special effects. Uh, this is this has got some great uh, per, uh, special effects. And I know this because it's a WWE produced film and I've seen what they can do with the undertaker and his entrance to the ring at WrestleMania. So I know that this is uh superb, superb special effects. They, they, too. I don't know. I'm talking like a really bad stereotype of, of an Italian, like a Mario. I think uh, they get this. Okay. All right. So, uh, in conclusion, what would I rate this film? 
this one's a tough one. Uh, my love of wrestling may cloud my judgment here. Uh, I can't help that. That's just my nature. I mean, I I grew up uh, loving this this wrestling stuff, and since they decided to pepper that into this film, even though it's a type of film I wouldn't normally watch, it's going to get some thumbs up for me. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Leprechaun. That's still my number one ace in the hole that I've of the trailers I've seen. That's the best movie so far. Uh, but this is this is up there. I'm going to say this is. I'm going to give this an eight and a half out of ten. Uh, this is a must-see Oculus. Um, here, I want to list you some things. If you like these things, then you should watch this movie. Uh, do you like uh, Mirror Rose? Uh, do you like uh, professional wrestling? Uh, do you like uh, a, the girl meets guy kind of meet cute type of thing? Because that's sort of in this movie. Uh, do you like uh, people eating light bulbs? All these things are in this movie. If you like those things, if I name those things and you're just checking these off the list, yes, Johnny, and yes, Johnny, yes, Johnny, I like these things, and then uh, <laughs> this movie is right up your alley, my good people. Uh, go out and see it uh, at your earliest convenience, just like that Miro uh, tortures people at its earliest convenience. So this has been Oculus. I appreciate you peeps listening. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. I don't know what the movie's going to be yet. Uh, feel free to suggest it in the uh, comments below of this audio podcast in which you can't comment on. But, you know, like I said before, if you just, okay, write it down and you can tie it to a pigeon and send the pigeon my way and deliver me your, your like, I'll I'll see a pigeon at my door knocking at my door because I'm assuming they knock and I'll let it in and it'll hand me this note and it'll fly off. And I'll open this little piece of paper, and I'll be like, "Oh, I guess I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna like view this, uh, this uh, horror film here." I would have a good reference there if I watched enough of those movies, but I don't. So I'm trying to think of the scariest movie I could think of, and my, my brain just said, "Who's the guy who has the claws?" Freddy uh, Mercury Krueger, that guy. So. Uh, <coughs> That's, there's ways to get in touch with me. Uh, Johnnyism28 is my Instagram. You can contact me via that way if you want to leave a suggestion. And I think at one point this may get a Facebook page, but I don't know yet. Depends on how uh, motivated I get. <laughs> Let's be fair. I'm not that motivated, so it may not happen. Thanks for listening, though. I very much appreciate it. H and everyone of you. I don't know what accent that was, but that's how I'm going to leave you. With that, accent here. Thanks for listening. Oculus, go see it. <laughs>